Welcome to today's episode of Tori 37. Today's episode is going to be called All That Remains. Last year was the beginning of what I've created, which is Tori 37, the blog and the podcast, and becoming an advocate truly for people who suffer through mental health issues and traumas, because I've been through both and I understand what it is to go through them and come on the other side. Now, last year, as I've written a lot, I've submitted a lot of my work to people so that I could be a guest blogger or to just get myself out there as a content writer. Now, that was kind of hard for me because obviously I'm not a professional, so to speak. I don't have letters after my name. And I don't really think that that makes a big difference because even with my mentor, Kim, she has told me it doesn't make a difference as long as you have the education behind you. You have education, you have experience, you go with that. And that's okay with me. So I use that for most parts. Um, But I had written an email to a company who has a magazine um, at the end of the year because I had seen something on Facebook. And I was like, hey, well, maybe I could, you know, get my start. You know, I could write a guest, like, little story. Or take, you know, a portion of what I write on my blog and kind of, you know, redirect what my message would be there. Um, So... I got an email from them and I mean I'm a busy person so I kind of like didn't follow up right away or I think it might have gone to my spam so we're going into January now this is we're second week now and I looked in my emails because you know, I go through them a lot when like for school for work you know just so I know what's going on in my life um, and there was an answer and the answer was you know, they wanted to feature some of my work and they actually checked out my work, which is something that is impressive to me because a lot of people just say, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've looked at your work, blah, blah, blah. This is this, that and the other. But it's not that case. If you respect and understand what my message is, you're truly looking at what I'm saying. And that's super important to me because I don't want to be someone you just smack a label on as, well, she knows what she's talking about, but when the message isn't conveyed to my audience, it kind of gets lost in shuffle. Now, I decided that, you know, I'm going to go for this because this is my dream. I want it to be taken legitimately and to be considered to be a contributor, a consistent contributor. That's amazing to me, absolutely amazing. And I couldn't ask for anything more in that aspect. I think that the goals that I've set out for myself in the past year, I've definitely accomplished at least some of them. I'm six months into my current position, and while I know that there's room for growth, I knew that even if the growth didn't happen right away, I could always fall back on what I'm doing now. That is important to me because one day I would like that to be my main gig, not just my side gig. I don't want to forever be somebody who doesn't know what it is to be her own boss I believe I know what I'm capable of I've grown as a person so much when you leave a situation knowing that you can do so much better for yourself and you use that as a tool to climb the you know metaphorical ladder I think that that's important in life 
we have to go through those stumbling blocks in order to understand where where we belong. We don't we don't glide through life. And for those people who do, again, I, I you know, more power to them. But the ones who do feel struggles in life and do understand what it is to have to work for what you have and accomplish, it's different. To hear the word no, it hurts. Or you're not what we're looking for. Or apply again. Those are disappointing things that you have to put behind you in order to move forward. And for me, I've heard that, like I said, um, last year I heard about maybe four or five times in the time that I've been at my actual, you know, job in the hospital. It's never been like you weren't good enough for the position. It was more so like qualifications because of, you know, what I was in. I was in a certain criteria in industry for so long that it kind of left me with very little to to go on, to grow from. So I had to gain perspective by leaving. If I hadn't left, I don't think I would have accomplished any of what I've done so far. I don't think I would have been able to have the guts to put my foot forward and say, hey, you're going to create a brand that's going to take you to places that you never would even dreamed of. To be able to make a difference in other people's lives and to listen to them. For them to come to me for advice, even in person, is... I'm so thankful to have that opportunity to, you know, to serve people. I truly believe that that was what my purpose was, even as a child. I used to listen to people. I would give advice. I was an old soul. And now that I'm an older soul, uh, two years removed from 40, uh, this year will be one year removed from 40. I'm going to be 39 in July. So I had goals for myself. And the goals that I've set out for myself, I like I said, I've accomplished. And I'm pretty proud of that. And, you know, the people around me that have supported me the most, like Dobelina and Jean and, you know, people from my old department, it's, it's very important to have people in your life, mentors or guiding lights that help you to get to the point where you know when you do stumble they'll help you get up they'll be there to hear you vent and see through the mistakes that you make and help you just like reapply to what you're doing and it makes you stronger I don't think that I would be the way I am without the guidance that I've gotten since I left my own department I had mentors in the past, but, you know, when I lost those the mentors to, you know, circumstances or jobs or just leaving the company, it made it difficult because that's the type of person, I'm the type of person that internalizes a lot. I don't really say anything. I'm very silent at times. You don't really, I have a poker face and I choose to keep it that way because I want to observe you. Observing is a big part of who I am. I see how you are, and that's how I treat you. And if I observe you for who and what you aren't, or you're putting a false identity of what you truly are about, I mean, 
at the end of the day, you have to go to sleep with that person, not me. I'm the type of person that I want to go to home and I want to go to sleep and have a clean slate, a clean soul. And that's what I try to put out to everyone that I come in contact with. Whether you sit there and you laugh with me when I'm sitting in the front or, you know, dealing with me when I'm at the other place that I scream for my job up in the ED, which is a very fast paced place. And I've met a lot of great people there. And the friendships that I've gotten from that, Steph, Sam, and Marlene, Hilda, Tisha, I can't even put into words. These are people who have helped me become a better person overall and, you know, be able to shake those nerves that I had going into that because being in the ED and then working in the ED are two different things. You have to look at it for what it is. A hospital is a hospital. We see, like I said, end of life, we see beginning of life, and we see the, the intermediate part of life. And with COVID still raging around here, we still have a lot of issues that we're going through and that we're working through as a group of people, as a hospital group, and as a state, which is in, I don't even know at this point, Massachusetts is having a very difficult time And while people are getting vaccinated and people are still getting sick. And the people that you didn't think were sick actually were. And thankfully, most of them have recovered, knock on wood, that we've worked with because they've caught it in time. But then there are those who don't survive that you have to read about and hear about in the newspaper. On the news, it's those people that, you know, you, you feel the worst for, their families and what they're going through. And that's something that I'm thankful I haven't had to go through. And I think that's why I stay away from my friends and family who do not work with me because I do not want to expose anyone on the outside that is important to me to what I have to deal with. Does it make me sad? Yeah, I'm watching my best friend's son grow up through pictures and FaceTime. Um, that At least he knows who I am. And it's sad that I don't get to spend time with her because... I don't want her to get sick again. Um, my grandparents, they're at risk, so I can't see them either. So the last time I saw them was my, my birthday, and that was in July. And life that I know has changed. And I'm glad that I do still have, you know, a, a group that's like a family with my fellow screeners. And even though one of them has moved on to another position. She's known me for a really long time, Gretty, and I'm so proud of everything that she's accomplished because, you know, to have barriers in front of you and to always fight to be better than that. She's a strong person. She's a good woman, good friend, very good heart. And I wish her the best of luck in her new position. And I know she's gonna do amazing things for myself in the future, going, staying in school, staying in school is important. Getting a degree is one of my top goals, but knowing that I have that, that plan B, which was never really a plan B, always was a plan A. I have that in my hands. 
I created something out of absolutely nothing. And I'm gonna continue to strive to educate, strive to be a better person for people, to speak out for them, to speak at the meetings that I can eventually go to when I get a regular schedule um, for uh, Black Lives Matter and to, you know, make them aware of what I have to offer as well. Bridging the gap between two different organizations to make them a more powerful one, I think that that is, you know, what the game plan in the end could possibly be. But even if it's not, I will continue to do what I need to do to make myself and my cause just as important. I have a voice. I do use it. And again, being silent, not many people always hear what I have to say, but you know, for those who do listen to me, other than listen to me talk about football, um, or you know, the little things in life, and you know, my love of sushi, uh, um, or joking around with, you know, my coworkers. In all seriousness, having that that person who will always be there for you—that's me. And in further educating myself. I joined um, mental health chapter in Massachusetts to help myself learn more about what I can do and create more resources for people who need them the most. I can't just sit there and watch people and see people, even at my job. I mean, you can't save everyone, but you can at least extend the olive branch or the rope so that they don't feel like they're suffering alone. So many people go into crisis and it, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's overwhelming for them too. The people who have to come see them because there's not enough. There's not enough out there to help everyone to get to the place that they need to be to feel like themselves again. And even if that's a slow or hard, arduous journey, we need to get there together. It's so important. When you're brokenhearted and you have nowhere to turn and you start to internalize and feel like it's your fault, it's not your fault. Like I've told my friends, several of them, sometimes things have to fall apart and people have to go through transformations themselves, work on yourself, they'll work on themselves, and if it's meant to be, it will happen. But you cannot force an outcome to happen. But in the same aspect, You do not want to lose yourself because you lost that person. You matter the most in this place. You. It starts and ends with you. That heart that beats inside of you, it still needs to be cared for. The brain inside of your head that thinks, those thoughts, they have to be, you know, meditative, positive, reinforced to yourself that you, you are okay still. Yes, the pieces fall off, but your heart is broken. The pieces fall apart. But you know what? At some point, the glue is going to come back and it's going to put them all back together. You know why? Because you rebuilt yourself. I know how that feels. I've been to that place. My mother passing shattered me. And that took a really long time for me to come back to who I am now. 
versus who I was then. And as sad as that seems sometimes, going through everything that I've gone through, I don't think if she had passed away, if she hadn't passed away, I would be in this position right now. Because I was so consumed with working and not understanding what it meant to live life. Now, I understand what it is to live again. And that may sound weird. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But it was like a breath of fresh air. Not relief when she passed away. Numbing, yes. But it was like my fight was over. My battle of 11 years was over. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was living for someone else other than myself. I was her air, her oxygen. We weren't the same person, but we breathed the same air. That's something that I've dealt with for so long and having the guilt of thinking that she died because I couldn't save her. No, she died because her body was tired, she was tired. Cancer and other things were eating away with her and there was nothing that I could have done to stop that. But the descent into madness that that created for me is something that I had to dig for five years. Five very long years of working on myself, of telling myself that it was okay. Of, you know, going through these cycles of guilt and and anger and frustration and not knowing, you know, who to turn to, what to say, how to feel. Shutting my heart off to people in general was something that I did. And it took me a really long time to get back to the point where I understood what love meant. Now, that's not to say that I didn't love, I don't, and I didn't, and I don't love people. I do. It's just a different kind of love when you lose the person who's the most important to you in this world. She brought me into this world. So, I mean, obviously, I'm always going to be that person. It's always going to be her. She was my first best friend. And... You know, she is someone I still talk to. And I don't think that that's abnormal in any way because, you know, the way that I grieve is obviously differently, different from the way other people grieve. And I don't take anything away from that. That's my pattern for grieving. I do not apologize for who I am and what I've become. I needed to be that person, to be this person. I needed to go through those experiences to be where I am right now because I would not be here like I am right now. I wouldn't be able to talk about anything. I I literally mentally shut down for so long that I was just going in, it was just like a repetitive motion, like a conveyor belt. I, I was just going through the motions, not really feeling anything, not really understanding, just going through life like it was. Wouldn't it used to hurt to smile? Um, I knew that there was something definitely wrong with me. And while I'm not like that now, I can still, I can smile and I can genuinely feel joy now. There was such a period of time where I could not. The first two years were the most horrible for me. The three years after that were kind of bad for me, but I have to say the fifth year was probably the most defining for me to really, really just finally put into 
to words to myself that she was never coming back. It's not that I ever thought she was. Don't get me wrong. I didn't think that way. But to put to bed everything that I had felt for so long, all the emotions I had been holding on to, all of the anger that I felt for years, all of the the guilt, the blame that I put upon myself, I was able to finally release. And I never thought that was going to happen. I thought that for the rest of my life, I was always going to feel this way. But when I, you know, prayed to a higher power, the universe, Buddha, to kind of help me, guide me to where I needed to be, I was sent that blessing of peace, of love, of, of just let forgiveness, of letting go. And since then, I feel like I've become a different person. I don't go through life just generally feeling depressed or withdrawn. And yes, again, I do have moments where I do get upset. I do break down. I still do cry for my mother. I, I, I have periods of time where I sob. I mean, from the moment that she got sick in October and up until she died in January, um, I always had a hard time. And... The anniversary of her death is coming up soon, which is going to be really hard for me because, again, she's not here. It's going to be six years that I haven't heard her voice. I haven't felt her. I almost forgotten what she sounded like. But I use my grief to help others who have been through similar situations where they've lost important people in their lives. I know that my purpose is to serve the public. And I mean, I've always been a public person, but that is what I'm meant for. And I don't just mean sitting on a couch, taking notes and listening to you. I mean, actually listening to you without motivation, without anything that, like, without asking for compensation. I've never been the type that's going to do that. And we all know that I can. But my thing is, I want to help you get to the root of your problem. But I don't have a degree, so I can't charge you for something. I mean, unless you consider me a, a form of a life coach. But I still need some kind of degree somewhere along the line or a certification or whatever. But that's beside the point. That's, that's somewhere down the line. My thing is, I want to help you. I want you to feel through my words, through my voice, that there's somebody on the end of that line, that there's that, that part of goal at the end of the rainbow, but that there's somebody who hears you. Because without people hearing you, it just goes back into your head, it goes back into your stomach, you're getting sick, you're feeling like garbage, and stress consumes you. You walk around with that big black stormy cloud all over your head and you're wondering, how did life get like this? Well, I mean, life gets that because it, everything just starts to compound itself one after another, like circumstances just continue to fall upon you. Nobody wants that in life. You, you want to feel like you matter, that you can go through life and you can feel free. You can be okay. And you can. You absolutely can. 
one foot in front of the other every single day. It's what I do to myself. And I also practice a lot of self-love because without that, I think that I would, I would honestly be lost. I meditate. I have my own situations. I, I ride my, my, my bike. Like, well, almost like SoulCycle, but not really. But I have the Peloton app, so it's, it's, it's all good. But it's something that helps me to clear my head at the end of a stressful day. That you, go, you have baths, you go for walks, you talk to your friends, drink tea, journal, stuff like that. Things that you can't do when, that you do do when you can't talk to others or when you just need that quiet time for yourself. Gather yourself a routine and try to work on that because that helps you as you continue to rebuild your life. As you continue to create the person you want to be. It's important. Get that serotonin going. Get that melatonin going when you need it. Just know that everything that you're doing is going to help you long term. Because when you look back on these times, months, years from now, you're going to say, see, I did the work on myself to get to where I need to be and look how much happier I am. If I hadn't started to attempt those goals, what would I have been in? I could have gone backwards and no one in life wants to go backwards. Backwards, my friends, is the rear view mirror and that's something you do not deserve. You go forward, you always go forward. Do not look behind you. You never return to things that you don't belong in. That's a job, that's a man, that's a woman, that's whatever. You deserve so much better. I mean. Okay, maybe in the end, if it's really meant to be with a person, yes. But with jobs and, and circumstances like that where you kind of saw the toxic like levels like spiraling out of control, absolutely not. No, that's ixnay. Just move on. Um, people always ask me why I won't return to my old job. Now, here's the thing. I'm thankful for the opportunities that I had in that department. I'm thankful for the people that I met and the friends that I made from that. But I do not believe in going backwards in life, especially when circumstances there are very, they're not the best. And while that was a combination of things that's been going on for years, I just don't feel like I need to put myself back in that position. You remove yourself from things that you outgrow. And I've outgrown the food industry. And again, while I've met great people and I'm still friends with majority of my bosses, I mean, some of them are actually friends with me on Facebook and other social media. So, I mean, I've never burnt bridges. I don't believe in that type of role going forward. I know what my purpose is and that's not it. And while that's hard for a lot of people to understand because that's where they remember me from and that's where they expected me to be. That's not who I am overall. That's not who Torian is. And that's not who I'm planning to be in the future. So. I'm proud of the person that I am. I'm proud of the growth that I've had. And I'm going to continue to be the person that I need to be going forward for as long as I'm on this earth. I have learned to love 
my life. I have learned to love myself again. And that's something that I couldn't say for a really long time. I remember even two, three years ago saying how much I hated myself and how I didn't understand why I was here, why I was being punished, why I couldn't be with my mom. But now I understand why I'm here. I was put here to go through things so that others don't. I was put here so that I could use my own examples for what to avoid in life. I'm like my own little guidebook, aren't I? Directional book on what not to do by Tori. <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, I'm thankful for the opportunities that have been put in front of me, the opportunities that will happen in the future. And while I don't know what that holds, I know that no matter what, what I've done so far is absolutely amazing. And for me, as a person, to accomplish that before my 40th birthday, which is my goal, um, to do something big before my 40th birthday, um, I, 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 it's indescribable to me. I, I'm very blessed. And I hope I continue to be a blessing in your life for as long as you'll have me. Um, Again, thank you for being a great audience and for, you know, reading every word that I put out, for supporting me, for believing in everything that I do. You don't know how much that means to me. Take care.